This is your FSL Tonight Sports Flash, brought to you by Omni Consumer Products. I'd buy that for a dollar. Rivendell Fellowship goes there and back again in a meaningless upset of top-seeded Arrakis 5-3, but it's not enough to save them from relegation. The Time Lords win the pennant! The Time Lords win the pennant! Actually, it's a wild card, but it feels like a pennant after downing the tragic Lions 2-1. Avs iron out a playoff clinching victory thanks to Tony Stark's pair of goals against Coruscant 4-3. With Vulcan's Romulan influence laid bare, the Federation were out for green blood, and they've got it in a Logic Academy burner 11-6. All that and more coming up on FSL Tonight. 790 Dragon Sports Talk Radio. Sports Talk Radio. Coming up, fresh faces good for Gallifrey, lacking for Landisport in playoff decider. And Vulcan gets destroyed, but which side was Spock on? Both. We'll tell you how that's possible. FSL Tonight starts now. It was 3 a.m. when I heard Ladies and gentlemen, the regular season is over. It's FSL tonight. I'm Tom Merritt. I'm Justin Robert Young. We have our playoff picture. We have our elevation tourney nearing the end. We have the elevation vote. This is the most exciting point of the year. And let's not forget that sometimes the chalice is half empty and there are indeed relegation announcements that have been formalized. Absolutely. And let's start out with one of them. We knew this already. San Francisco downing Vulcan 11-6. During the off week, Nero and the Romulan influence fully unmasked. So this was an uncomfortable position for Vulcan to be in we've had a lot of low points this season this has been an amazing season by and large but we've also seen some really negative elements of what happens at this level of competition and specifically what we'll get to the New York Avengers but they kind of come to mind in terms of not really putting everything together and playing for the common good but what we found out this week in Vulcan is Maybe the biggest scandal that, uh, no, not maybe, is the biggest scandal I have ever been covering as as part of, as a reporter in this league. But I think galaxy-wide, the fact that the Romulans, who cannot feel their own team, infiltrated the Vulcan Velocity, their natural rival, traded away their best players, and then even after Spock defects to... The Federation earlier this week, after this, uh, the, these revelations are, are, are made, they still put their own Spock on the field. How is that possible? All, all of these moves violate the league's prime directive in so many different ways. It's not even decent. And Vulcan fighting for their lives. If they win this game and Coruscant loses, as Coruscant did, there would have to be some sort of determination about who gets relegated out of the East. As it was, Vulcan was destroyed. And now they're gone. There's no getting them back. And that's really what this game was about. It, this was about retribution by the Federation for what was a good-natured but natural rival. The Vulcan Velocity and the Federation have not always seen eye to eye. They many times, I mean, this is what makes Spock a special player. Sure. Because he is, he is, a, he is of both worlds. I don't think there's anybody in that Federation locker room that is happy to see the Vulcan Velocity relegated. I think they, they liked that rivalry. They liked 
being in a situation where they are able to compete against them in good-natured competition. And what the Romulans have done here is eliminated a storied franchise in the FSL. Falcon's gone, and there's nothing we can do to get it back. Yeah, you're always the villain is always the hero of his own story, but there is no Vulcan story anymore. No. And, and how is San Francisco going to define its good if they don't have that natural rival against which to measure it anymore? It's just that that alone would be the big story of the week. On top of the fact that we had two Spocks on the field. And and frankly, we know the, which one was real. The one that, that signed with the Federation and played the last week with the Federation, that was obviously the real Spock. The one that Vulcan trotted out there looked old. Yeah. It looked, it looked like an old man. Uh, you know, and he is fighting for a franchise that unfortunately was no longer there. You know, uh, at the point when when this uh, uh, old Spock, who, you know, many inside Vulcan, Vulcan was calling him Spock Prime. Yeah, you know? yeah, right. No, exactly. As, as if as if they weren't fooled in any way. Vulcan was calling him Spock Prime. He's He's there for an idea that I think even now... We understand isn't it doesn't exist anymore. Well, in the end, no matter what you think of the events of this, as far as the playoffs go, as far as determinations go, other than the relegation of Vulcan, which might have happened anyway, this was a fringe event. Let's move on to the thing that really well, hold hammered, on, wait, wait, hammered wait, us. There is one more element. To okay, this. all right. We said Spock is a man of two worlds. Sure. Spock is now a man of one world and a team that already looked in prime position to make a run at the championship, adds yet another star player to its roster. Right at playoff time. Right at playoff time. Good point. Gallifrey is going to be in that playoff uh, bracket, thanks to the Doctor looking consistent from last week, kind of for the first time that we've really seen the Doctor look consistent from week to week. Played well with new call-up Martha Jones. Maybe not the chemistry that he has with Rose Tyler. Yeah. Uh, but it worked. And Claire Oswald back playing a very old-fashioned game. Uh, big fall late in the game has her out again. We don't you know, know when and, we'll see and her back. The Doctor played extraordinarily well, but this was a 2-1 finish, and it was a nail-biter against a depleted Lannisport team that is obviously in disarray, as now, you know, formally you are you are moving forward with how to solidify leadership between, you know, behind a, what is essentially a child king in Tom and Baratheon. However... You didn't see the explosive uh, offense that we had between the Doctor and Rose Tyler. He seemed a little bit out of sync initially uh, with Martha. Certainly no unpleasantness, but there was not quite uh, the the spark that was there on the field. She was great. He was great. They weren't great together. No. I think, I think that sums it up. But they didn't have to be. Tom and Baratheon way over his head in the captain's position. He's... Uh... I mean, maybe one day. And and to be honest, there are many. If you listen to people inside King's Landing, they say that this could, in in the future, as things unfold, they could be in a better position with Tommen at the helm than Joffrey. But this is too much for to, for somebody so inexperienced. If they can last. Remember, they're going to have to face Coruscant in a consolation relegation game. Yeah. The loser of that goes home. We have a uh, caller on the line from the Gallifrey side of the street. Go ahead, caller. Hey, guys. This is Veronica. Go Time Lords. 
can't believe our first year we have prevailed. It was touch and go there for a few weeks, but the doctor got the help he needed hey, and wait led his team uh, to. Uh, aren't you the Lannisport fan that called a couple weeks ago? Uh, yeah, that, that was probably me. But a future me traveled back in time and warned me to become a Gallifrey fan. And since it wasn't a fixed point in time, it was okay. So now always been a Gallifrey fan. Yep. Uh, so I think our chances against the Sandworms are pretty good. Love to hear your thoughts, guys. Oh, okay. I'm not sure. Does that happen? Maybe that happens a lot with Gallifrey. Hey, listen. I, maybe where they get. I don't know base. how Time Lords party, but apparently it involves uh, it involves something like that. Anyway, uh, Gallifrey's chances against the Sandworms are good. They're okay. The Arrakis has just been unstoppable all year. What? Allow me to posit this theory: the Arrakis Sandworms did not put their full team out today. Gallifrey played a game that will that, that clinched them uh, into the playoffs. Their best player is playing the best that he has played all year in what has been a very up-and-down year, uh, full of changes for the doctor. Who has more momentum in that Western Conference playoff game? Because I would, you'd be hard-pressed to say it's Arrakis. Well, yeah, okay. I see what you're saying. Coming out of this regular season... I think sometimes we we overstate the need for momentum. This team is almost prophesied. It's almost written that they will ride to victory, and that can make you lax. Yeah. But Paul Atreides states over and over that he is taking great care, and Leto Atreides as well, his son, to make sure that they don't lose the advantages that they have and the domination that they have. But again, we are looking at a Time Lords team that is very yeah. unconcerned about the peaks of civilizations because they understand that they are preceded by early struggles and often dissolve into nothingness. The the Time Lords are looking at thing on a uh, looking at things on a much larger timeline than Arrakis is. Well, are they though? I mean, that's the thing about Arrakis. The, the, this, this is why this matchup is going to be so interesting. We'll talk a little bit more about it when we preview the semifinals. But uh, these are two teams with very grand visions, very long-term plans and in different ways. Yeah. Uh, one is led by a very singular vision and the other a, a, a more broad-ranging one. But let's talk about Arrakis exactly. at, at Rivendell. Uh, the Rivendell Fellowship end up with a win. They've already rele been relegated. Yeah. Uh, but they they down the sandworms. The sandworms just weren't. They didn't show up, and, and nor did they have to. They had already clinched uh, the top seed in the league, and and will be able to have home field. Advantage. They look like they're trying to fold space after pulling the guild navigator out there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, all right. When it comes to the 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 fellowship, they got their moral victory, and and this is something that as this team breaks up and goes their separate ways. I do think that they can all be very, very, very high-functioning, contributing members to other teams should they ever wind up on there. Uh, you know, they've 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 gone through a lot. Yeah, Gandalf did reinstate Bilbo. We got one yep. last look. He got to say goodbye to the fans. Uh, a heartwarming tale, but it is bittersweet because this is a team that that really, really could have maybe done great things and and didn't live up to their promise because just, of the infighting and just showing that one. Man cannot make a or elf cannot make a difference. Legolas he looked as good as he did for Canton two two years ago when he yeah. led them to the championship as a last minute replacement. Uh, and 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 yes, it did make a difference in this game that Rivendell won, but it doesn't make any difference. They're gone. 
Here we go. We are done. The book is written on Rivendell. On Rivendell. Uh, finally, another game that was determining at least whether there would have to be some sort of extra playoff game. Coruscant at New York. If Coruscant had won, they would have tied for second place. However, the New York Avengers, up and down. You never know if they were going to pull together or fall apart all year long. But they came back midway, uh, thanks to uh, Tony Stark coming out of nowhere. They gelled, and they crushed the Empire. Yeah. Uh, you know, I feel, again, it, 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 it's a broken record with the Avengers every week. If, if, if Tony Stark puts on... Tony Stark can look in that locker room and say, hey, listen, to everybody, because the talent level is so high, I'm just like you. I put on my iron suit one leg at a time. Although sometimes he does. Sometimes they both come at once. Sometimes Depends both, on how he calls yeah. it. Yeah. So he can say to them, the other side, I'm not like you. <laughs> uh, I I put on my iron legs at the same time. <laughs> Simultaneously. Simultaneously. I don't know what that means for Palpatine's robe, though. I guess his robe also goes on probably at once. Palpatine says, I'm not like you because I can kill you with lightning. <laughs> no. No. He's... Stark can do that. Yeah, that's true, too. Different kind of lightning, but hey, they it comes right back at him. Anyway, it was a close one. It was not a foregone conclusion. No. And the Avengers really came out of this beat up. Or How are they going to look next week? They got the raw talent. Uh, the, the, the biggest thing is that you know now all of a sudden they're looking across the, uh, the, the pitch there at a team that is just as star-studded as they are in, in, star, in, a, in a Starfleet. So we are, we're going to... We're going to see really what they're made of because this is not a team that they can just out and out say that they have a talent advantage over. Let me get to this, though. As much as we've criticized the Avengers, look at Coruscant. I really kind of feel like maybe as a general idea, we, you know, Coruscant could take some uh, some cues with how the Avengers are managed, you know? That that maybe uh, maybe it's it's something where you, you would you would look as an ownership to kind of mimic, if not you know, uh, fold into the same kind of ownership. Structure. Yeah, say let's let's have one person guide an overall structure. Yeah, let other people contribute to that structure, but get, give the vision. Why to are we one living guy. in the past? Yeah, let's you know, let's move this franchise. Let's move forward. it forward. I think that that is great. That's a great observation. How heartwarming was it, though, at the end of the game when that starting five that you've been wanting to see together all year long, who just put their team into the playoffs, heads up into that that first deck and sits down and, and has the delicacy of the stadium, uh, a shawarma yeah. with the fans, just just looking beat up, looking tired, but looking happy. Yeah, and this it's not over for them. Yeah, not 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 at all. We will see them next week against the San Francisco Federation. Gallifrey at Arrakis. At Arrakis, those are your two semifinal games. We talked a lot about Gallifrey at Arrakis. Brass tacks. Who do you think wins this? You kind of say Arrakis. I mean, Arrakis has has really not shown any weaknesses except for today when they really weren't trying. They I guess the only the only you you basically touched on it already, but the only flaw in Arrakis is that they have a plan. And yeah. Gallifrey is good at upending your plans. So let me, let me ask you that this, may though. be their weakness is their strategy. We saw the same doctor two weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. Do we see the same doctor next week? I think we hope we do. I mean, Gallifrey we hopes. We, we don't want to see 
some of the doctors that we saw in some of the weeks this week ever again. Yeah. So we hope to see this one because he's a winner. But can you count on it? If you're a Gallifrey fan, how much are you willing to put down that the same guy in that brown uh, trench coat and and those you know two uh, two colored three D glasses that that's going to be the same person that shows up in the playoffs or in a huge time of need will there be yet another doctor showing up on the field? You know I'm as interested in that as I am. What other call ups? I mean you they haven't solidified their playoff lineup yet. Will no. we see? Uh, they, they add new players every week. Will we see Claire Oswald put back? Will we see someone totally new that we haven't seen before? That's this is this is all very interesting. Very interesting. We will and uh, we will see. I agree with you though. I think Arrakis has to be the favorite. New York at San Francisco. I think San Francisco has to be the favorite here. The Avengers are great, and they have pulled together. And I can't imagine in a playoff semifinal that they won't start their big five. But the Federation are a dream team now. I don't want to get too uh, hacky sports radio here. But do you think that it's uh, it was superstitious to touch the shawarma before uh, before getting into the playoffs? Is is, is it too really early go to touch there? the shawarma? Are you really gonna go there? I mean, that's that's just superstition. That's crazy. I, I mean, maybe it has some psychological effect. I think it just says something that maybe this New York Avengers team thinks that. The, the the threat has passed. Sure, it's like, they, like they're it's taking like giving the game ball to the pitcher before he's he's done with the win. Yeah, same sort of thing. So you're right. It was heartwarming today, but sure, was that their win? But, or are they? Or do they seriously believe that they can win this league? Justin Robert Young, join me again. Yeah. in the world of rationality. Okay, shawarma superstition aside. Sure, who's favorite in this game? Oh, of, of, of course, Starfleet. Yeah. This this, this is a this is. An absolute San Francisco. This is their game to lose. Absolutely. Consolation game, I think, is a, a harder call. You've got the Coruscant Empire, who have been erratic, and you have the Lannisport Lions, who have been erratic. I might give the edge to Coruscant because at least they've kept the team together. Oh, I, I, I completely disagree. Really? Lannisport is a, is a far more uh, cohesive team. They've got, they've got way more firepower. And let's face it. They're just a more relevant franchise than Coruscant is. Certainly more popular with their own fan base at this point, but popularity doesn't win on the field, and they're missing they're missing their leader. They're missing their captain, or are they? Yeah. Tywin Lannister really runs this team. We all know it. Yeah, yeah, and and listen, we we sang a lot of uh, Tywin's praises. Or I sang a lot you of Tywin's sang praises. You sang a lot throughout. of Tywin's praises. I might add that they are facing relegation as I predicted. Oh come on! I, I you did not predict that Joffrey Baratheon would be would be carted off the field. With I a predicted that Lannisport's sins would come back to haunt. Oh them. stop it! You can't actually. You there's no way. There's no way, unless you're Check keeping, the tape. unless you're keeping a wizard Check in a box the somewhere. There's no way that you can say that you predicted. I have this. no container of Gandalf. Check the tape. That is what I said. All right, uh, let, let's 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 turn this around. Let's talk about the elevation tourney because we're going to get three new teams next year. One to replace the consolation. One the commissioner's choice, and one comes out of the round robin playoffs. Eight tourneys of eight teams each. Bad luck for the Gilead gunslingers in this round, Robin. Uh, retired by the L.A. Blade Runners. Blade Runners look strong, though. Yeah, this is this is a tough team. 
This is a team that goes after you. They they they're relentless. Listen, I'm not going to sit here and narrate how good the Blade Runners are, but they are an absolute. They, they have the makings of a classic. Yeah, they're chasing the unicorn. Pentos Bravos uh, went a lot farther than people may have thought, refusing to die, but in the end, Valar Morgulis said the Unicomplex cubes, and their distinctiveness was added to their own. <laughs> What else can you say? Yep. Uh, the Elevation Vote going on right now at fsltonight.com. Take a look in the upper level of the navigation, or you can check it out and uh, link from the actual episode pages. Good support for the San Francisco Great Apes mm-hmm. out there. Yeah. Uh, looking like they might be a positive Is, is San Francisco a, a two-team is city? It? Is it? We'd be our first in a long time anyway. And the Nowhere Guardians, uh, another... Another team that, that comes out of the Avengers old league. Yeah, yeah. Very, very hot right now. Yeah, People a lot of buzz. And, and to be honest, I think a lot of these fans didn't know who the hell the Guardians were until about five months ago. Yeah, but huge now. flash in the pan. Huge now. We'll see. Keep voting, folks. Keep voting at FSLtonight.com and check back next week for the results of the semifinals. We're going to have a championship game in two weeks. We'll see you then. See ya. Good morning, Tom, Justin. This is Henry Kissinger. I am calling because I cannot figure out your website. Please allow me to cast my vote in the elevation for the Ponyville Phillies. I feel their ideology most lines up with my own. Also, about the situation in Lannisport, I have been in touch with Harry Seldon and Tywin Lannister. I hope to have a resolution soon, and I will let you know if I have any breakthroughs. Remember, I am working both for you and for the FSL. Thank you, and please make sure my vote is counted. This is Henry Kissinger, and goodbye. This podcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there.